morning, Seven Run. It is an honor to be gathered with you today. And today we are still, in one sense, moving through the It's Time to Grow series, but obviously we've taken a little bit of a, of a detour uh, in light of where we are in our culture. I have felt strongly that the Spirit of God has called me to lead us as a church to counter a culture of contempt with a culture of honor. And I believe that this call from Romans 12, 9 and 10 is, is biblical. I believe it is the cure. I believe it is, it is the heart of Jesus. And so I just want to remind you that when we live as followers of Christ in a fallen culture, we should not fit in with that culture. We are by our new supernatural nature going to be counter-cultural. And in every arena of life, we will be the aroma of Christ in a world that is dying. This week, as um, the protests continue, uh, and as we continue to move through this COVID season, it is just coming more and more clear, I hope to most of us, how much contempt permeates our culture as dust in the air, as a secondhand smoke that we're all breathing, whether we're smoking or not. Greg Glassman, former CEO of CrossFit this week, was recorded in a Zoom call asking his, his uh, franchise people this question. Um, you know, we're not mourning for George Floyd. Why should I mourn for him? Other than that it's the white thing to do, he said. Other than that, give me a reason. Well, I can give you a reason, the cross of Christ. And so I want you to ask a question that certainly is relevant in this time that, that is just, I, wanna, I want you to see the obvious and then seeing the obvious in our culture, I want you to see the obvious in the word of God and in your call to live Jesus in a more radical, personal way. Why is there so much contempt in our world? I mean, sometimes it's veiled, sometimes it's not, but the reality is that we live in a culture of contempt, of anger, and of so much fear. Well, the reason why is because of our fall from grace and the devastation of sin in the world. You know, uh, sometimes we make fun of people who in, in small trials say, you know, oh, the sky is falling, we're all going to die. But the reality is, on this spinning planet, alone in the universe so far, we are all going to die. And we are all in a crisis situation. You see, the truth is, we live deeply dissatisfied in a culture of contempt um, because we live dishonest and disconnected in relationship with God, with each other, and even with ourselves. There is something soul wrong inside of us. Not just so wrong, soul wrong, so that we are apart from God, apart from, from each other, and even apart from ourselves. It is true that most of us hold ourselves in contempt. And the shadows of, of death and hell cover every aspect of life because we're estranged from the Creator's grace, the grace we were designed to live in. Hence racism and all the other sins of the world. This 
air that we breathe even is in scripture described as belonging to the prince of this world, to, to Satan. <laughs> this is his air because we have fallen from God's grace. And in sin, we are empty, we are angry, and we're grieving losses that we cannot control. Isaiah 64, 6 describes our plight this way. And it says this, all of us have become like one who's unclean. In spite of all of our attempts to put life together and to make life okay, we fail. It's like, you know, for me, um, I, I cannot eat and keep clean. And, and there have been times I've actually tried to eat spaghetti with a white shirt. And each time I think this time I can do it. This time I'll be careful. And I, I am not lying when I say that there are, there are several shirts that have been tossed because I couldn't do it. And the reality is that none of us can. All of our righteous acts, the scripture says, are like filthy rags. And this is an allusion to, to the, the filthiest of rags, the rags that were used to clean a leper's wounds. So your best, your highest, your attempts to get it right, to, to do right, to get it together, to be together, to, to put it all in a presentable way, they are all going to fail. They are doomed to fail under the gravity of our brokenness and, and of sin. And I... I the last part of this verse reminds me of the reality of every fall after, after the green beauty of spring. We all shrivel up like a leaf. And like the wind, our sins sweep us away. The truth is, that without, without a life-changing personal relationship with Jesus Christ, we're lost in life and in death. I mean, utterly lost. And I'm not calling for a little bit of religion uh, to make your life a little bit better. I'm saying to you that you and I are drowning in a graceless world. We are drowning in a sea of sin. We are dying in, in contempt and fear and anger until we reach for the saving hand of love, the hand of Jesus Christ. And only until we accept the salvation of Jesus will we ever be lifted out of this culture of contempt. And a little bit of religious dressing on the side is never going to do it. In fact, the scripture says it makes you more fit for hell than you were if you never played with it at all. In Revelation 3, Jesus said, I, you know, I wish you were either hot or cold. But as it is, you're lukewarm. You haven't made up your mind. You're not all in. And, and so I'm about to vomit you out of my mouth. Religion is the enemy of God. And religion that allows you to continue to hold other people in contempt, to think that you're better than anybody. Religion that allows you to, quote, take stands and, and be right and righteous. That religion is not the religion of Jesus. It isn't the faith of Jesus because it's never what Jesus did. Jesus came to the brokenhearted who were willing to admit they were lost and dying. And it's most illustrated by the thief on the cross who without any pretense of ability to save himself said, Lord, remember me. And so I want to ask you today in terms of your strategy for navigating your short time on planet Earth, do you have a saving personal relationship with Jesus Christ? Are you born again? Have you ever given your life away completely to follow Jesus so that it's not your life anymore, it's not your thoughts anymore, it's not your way anymore, 
because he has now become your way, your truth, and your life in time and in eternity. Revelation uh, 3.20 calls us to this decision of, of you know, not being lukewarm and and the scripture very clearly in John 3.16 tells us the saving story of grace in a graceless world. For God so loved the world, agape, with such passion and to such an extent that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believed in him, the ground is so level, it's so available to all of us. We don't have to, to, to climb Mount Everest on our knees. Um, you know, we don't have to say a certain number of Hail Marys. We just have to believe. And in believing, the scripture promises us that if we believe in Jesus, we will not perish, but have everlasting life. This is the promise of God. So, you and I are utterly lost until we personally accept and follow Jesus Christ as the grace of God. And there is no hope in the world um, that survives death. There just isn't. Look around at your plight. Look around at your strategy for life. Uh, whatever hope you have for making your life okay and making it work, none of it survives beyond death except for the grace of God in Christ. The salvation of Jesus. So here's what I want you to do today. And, and not just today, as we move forward to live a counter-cultural movement of the coming of the kingdom of God uh, through, through the love of the Father, in, in the clear, unashamed life of the Son, and in the unstoppable power of the Holy Spirit of God, I want you to accept the honor of love and to give the honor of grace. I want you to, to accept the honor of being loved. You are loved by God. You don't have to live in self-contempt and self-hatred. You don't have to live believing you're unlovable. Jesus Christ is proof of how much God has honored you with his love. And he doesn't hold you in contempt. All of the judgment and the contempt of God for sin was nailed to the cross and, and we bear it no more and God remembers it no more if we accept the honor of love. And I don't mean in some kind of religious way or some kind of way that lets you continue to be uh, prejudicial against anybody, that lets you be a racist, that lets you be angry, that lets you be judgmental, that lets you be a mean dad at home, or, you know, or a, a graceless mom in the house. There, there is no version of following Jesus that leaves you living and leaves you in charge of, of anything. You die if you follow Jesus. And if you don't die, then you're not following Jesus and you are lost and bound for an eternity in hell. That's just the facts of, of Scripture. Give the honor of grace. Because you've been given the honor of grace. Honor one another above yourselves. I mean, this is not a call to be understood. It's not a call to be liked. It's not a call for everybody to, to get you. Um, th they won't. This is a broken world. Only the kingdom of, of heaven is wholeness. The rest of this world is crazy broken and, and seething in, in contempt. It is a boiling cauldron of dissatisfaction. But the grace of God in Christ has come. And when grace meets faith, uh, when, when, when love is accepted as the honor it is, there is a transforming 
experience that, that changes our relationship with God. Our sin is forgiven. There's no barrier. It changes our relationship with other people. No longer are we living insecure and angry and needing to find fault with others, needing to put others down so that we can lift ourselves up. No, we have been lifted up. We have been honored. And we're no longer even holding ourselves in contempt. I'm telling you, learning to believe in Jesus means that you learn to give grace to yourself as well. Because you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You're no accident. And in fact, in this put-down world where we are so quick to find fault and to measure people, you know, the old saying is that we... You know, we measure others by their worst moments and ourselves by our best. Well, we just made that up, right? We are so quick to find fault. We are all so insecure. What do other people think about us? What do they think about us? What do they think about us? It doesn't matter what anybody thinks about you, except for what God the Father thinks about you. And if you have faith, the faith of a child, then you know that what God thinks about you is extraordinary. It is the honoring love proved by the cross, you know, a love watered by the, the, the blood of, of Christ. You, you cannot hold God in contempt anymore. You cannot hold others in contempt. It's this transforming experience. You can't hold yourself in contempt. And in fact, when you truly accept the honor of love, you, you become secure. Um, the, the scripture says, and I love this, in Ephesians 2.6. So why are we racist? Why do we put other people down? Why are we insecure? Because we feel, we feel our brokenness. We feel our inferiority. We feel our weakness. We feel our lowness. And so we're seeking to climb the ladder and we're seeking to step over other people to make ourselves look good, all the while failing to realize what love has done in honoring us and the work of grace. The scripture says in Ephesians 2.6, and God raised us up with Christ. I just want you to, to soak on that for just a second. You don't have to live in your anger anymore. God has raised you up. You don't have to live in the losses that this world is going to hand you. It is a lost and dying world. If you put your chips on the, 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 the wheel that, that is this world, you are essentially um, you know, buying a great berth on the Titanic and, and it simply is not going to finish well. But God has raised you up. God has raised you up, and how far? With Christ, and seated us with him in the heavenly realms, <laughs> in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable work of his grace. If you only knew who God was, if you only dared to imagine how God loved, if you only had the faith to to take it all in and to receive the honor of love, giving honor would be no problem. Today, for the rest of the time that I get to be the pastor of the Church of Seven Run, as the, the subtext of our culture, we are going to 
going to accept the honor of love and, and give the honor of grace. We're gonna, we're gonna honor one another above ourselves. It starts with my wife. Um, it starts with my child. It starts with my coworkers. It starts with, with you as, as the, the body of Christ. It starts with the, the people at Walmart. It, it starts with people of other cultures. It starts with celebrating the, the differences of, of race. It starts with, with honoring people who have been put down. I, I just, I, I cannot, I cannot fathom people who claim Christ being upset with, with the, the claim Black Lives Matter. Um, Wednesday, uh, in a protest, there was a counter protest for a, a White Lives Matter group. And they're on the sidelines yelling, white lives matter, white lives matter. There is so much anger, so much contempt, so much fear in their voices. And, and as ugly as it was, they even enacted the, the murder of George, George Floyd. Where does that come from? It comes from a place of disgrace. It comes from a place of, of hellish fear. It comes from a place of seeking honor. And no Christian, no believer in Jesus lives in any of those places. If you believe you have been honored beyond what anybody could ever do in this world, beyond the most famous stars in the world, know your significance, accept it, and then live out of that security. Why in the world would anybody look on the pain of somebody else and be angry about it? And how could any white person hear the unending stories of racism from our 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 African-American community, from the Hispanic community, even the racism that, that is flowed over into the, 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 the Asian community. How can you, first of all, how can you not stop and listen to their stories? Just listen. I have never met somebody from a minority uh, experience who did not have stories of racism to tell, not once. So you can sit back and, 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 and argue your theories, or you can uh, you know, from a place of contempt and insecurity, or you can step up and receive the honor of how God has loved you, and then having been so honored, you can give the honor of Christ to hear the pain and stories of others. That's our call. That's, that's Romans 12 uh, all the way through. In Romans 12, the scripture tells us that, that saved people live with a new horizon. Safe people um, live with a completely different vision of life. Verse 1 in Romans 12 says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy. Just stop right there. In view of God's mercy. What's your vision filled with? Is it filled with fear? Is it filled with insecurity? Uh, is it filled with anxiety and discomfort because you're not in control? The, the horizon of a believer is, is filled with the beautiful, endless mercy of God. The, the endless scope of heaven, like looking out on the, 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 the sea, it is endless, and the waves of God's mercy are crashing, crashing on the shore, and, and that's, the, that's the vision of a believer. It's just the mercy of God, the mercy of God, the mercy of God. 
accept the honor of this love and, and give the honor of this grace to other people. If you've received it, you give it. If you haven't, if you can't give it, you haven't received it. It is the overflow of, of the horizon of God's infinite grace. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual or true act of worship. Anything less, it's just lost hell masquerading in a robe of religion. Jesus' people, they correct culture. Um, they, they don't bless it. And they don't cloak it with a, a religious cloak of, of, of approval or, or kind of sideline non-involvement. In verse 2, Romans 12 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Let love and grace do its work of revisioning your life, of revisioning your relationship with God. He loves you and is longing for you. He's inviting you home as your father. His hand is held out to you. And, and now you, you see him differently. Now you see yourself differently. We love the Lord our God with all our heart, our soul, our mind, and our strength. And now we love our neighbor as ourselves. A new agape love and value for who you are comes into play. And you learn not to be contemptuous of yourself and critical of yourself, but to give yourself grace. It's the opposite of ego. It's the opposite of pride. It's just the, the rising love of Christ and letting yourself be seated at the right hand of the throne of God with him. It's just transformative. So don't think your Democrat thoughts. Don't think your Republican thoughts. Those, those thoughts are not the thoughts of God. No, and here's the paradox. If anything matters, everything matters. And what we do in time echoes through eternity, but, but our ultimate value and vision is not our identity in politics. It's our identity in, in, in grace and love and, and more than even those terms in a person. The name of Jesus. And if you are his, then you claim others as his as well. And if you are his, then you now have new brothers and sisters. And if you are his, then your mission is now to live love well for everyone around you. And if you are his, and you know that your hurting heart has been accepted by him, then you will graciously go out of your way to look for the hurting hearts around you and minister to them and shepherd them and, and, and honor them. And if you don't, you're lost, hell is your destiny, and you're, you're, you're missing the outreached hand of God to you. Jesus' people are humble. Verse 3 says, For By the grace given to me, I say to each one of you, don't think more highly of yourselves than you ought to, but with sober judgment. In other words, um, look at the truth of who God made you. It's a good thing. And you don't need to elevate yourself above people. God's already elevated you, so stop the elevating stuff. Stop all that crap and just accept who you are. And, and now live love. Jesus' people are just humble people. And I want you to look at your Facebook posts. I want you to look at, at how you're treating um, your family. I want you to look at how you're treating people whose pigment of skin. What a stupid thing for us to have divided over for 
for, for, for thousands of years. What a stupid, hellish, uh, you know, work of, of, of Satan for us to do this. But the reality is that Jesus' people are, are humble. Jesus' people in, in verse 9 and 10, um, they're just different. They love well towards eternity. Love must be sincere. You don't fake it till you make it. It is a love that has gripped you and changed you. And now it is love that seeks to grip others and, and let them experience the change as well. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. You know, we live in a culture that doesn't want to seek truth anymore, that wants to say, well, maybe something is and maybe it isn't. And what if? And cast suspicion and aspersion. No, that's all from hell. Truth is truth and lie is lie. And no human being knows the truth fully. We have to seek it. And we have to make meaningful distinctions between what is evil and what is good in a seeking, humble fashion. Jesus, think with God-given discernment about what is eternally good and what is uh, deceptively pleasing. And Jesus' people really value the other people that Jesus died for. In verse 10, the, the scripture says, be devoted to one another in love. Be devoted to one another in love. That one another um, is just all-inclusive. And in our time, in this season, it especially includes those who have been diminished and devalued and who have been judged by, by our culture because of their skin. It includes the person whose job is less than yours. It includes the person who, who cleans the, the, the table when you finally go out to eat, <laughs> you know? It includes the, the person who, who, who gets your trash on, on trash day. That person is someone that Jesus delighted in creating. Jesus created the mountains and the stars. He created the seas and all of their beauty, the, the galaxies and the, and the nebulas, the, the, the flowers and, and the birds with all of their colors. And then God, having created all of that, looked and said, I, I need one of you too. And that's, that's what he did. Love has to be sincere. Be devoted to one another. Honor one another above yourselves. Honor one another above yourselves. So here's what I want you to do for the rest of your life. Accept the honor of love. You have to, to get determined. You have to get desperate. You have to make a choice. You have to be motivated. You just have to use the free will that God has given you and, and look around and, 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 and place your bets, people, either on this world or on the outstretched hand of God in Christ. Accept the honor of love and give the honor of grace. Honor one another above yourselves. You and I are free to live sadly in a world of contempt for God, for others, and for ourselves. But you also have to know today you are free. <laughs> you are free to receive love and to have that love overflow and the honor of being so loved overflow infinitely into the lives of, of everyone around you. And in closing today, I just want to challenge you to get mad at, hell, at, at, at all that hell has taken from you and done to you in the world. And to give your life to Jesus freely and fully and beautifully 
Take back the joy of your salvation. Embrace the honor of your love and, and live the adventure of giving the honor of grace to everyone you meet. You will be a bright light in a lightless world. And you're also going to live in a way that helps other people see Jesus, he's alive. And Jesus, he must be reaching out to me as well. Take back your life. That's my prayer for you this week.